Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Join me right now on Kumite Radio is Bubba Jenkins. He'll be fighting on September 21st at Brave 16 in the co-main event versus Elias Bodegsdam for the featherweight title in Abu Dhabi. What's going on, Bubba? What's up, man? How you doing? Good, man. Uh, before we get into all that fight talk, I want to ask you about, I saw a video of you and I saw yeah. something in the background. What I saw was a lowrider, lowrider bike, actually. I was wondering, uh-huh. you know, are you, were you into lowriders back in the day? Um, man, I do. I do like the lowrider bicycle. Um, I'm not a West Coast guy. I, I being an East Coast dude, um, I, I just happen to have an affinity for them. I'm, I, only saw that one. I went to Arizona State when I transferred from Penn State, and once I was out there, I drove past this dude who had that bike sitting outside of his uh, his his little shop. And uh, a couple couple exchanges later, I owned a lowrider bicycle, and uh, I wish I kept it, man. But it, it became trash after a while. I didn't really take care of it like I should have. And being young and dumb, it was uh, it was a fun fun investment but uh a a bad one nonetheless definitely definitely i I know what you mean man i used to have one back in the day too and uh they do take some time to take you know you you do need to take care of those things if you don't it'll just rust out no doubt and it was uh it was mine was extremely difficult to ride (laughs) like some of them look like real comfortable and cool but like the way mine was like low riding sitting it just is difficult Okay, um, February, ACB 80, the promotion stated that you sustained an injury two weeks out and you were pulled from the event. What exactly happened in that situation? Yeah, man, I, uh, I tweaked my knee um, for the ACB event. Um, ACB, does, in, in, in all honesty, a lot of the communication with ACB was broken um, along the ways with just when they were telling me that they had opponents, when when opponents were being told that they were going to fight me, when I was being told I was going to fight, you know, different things like that. So with us pulling out of the fight, um, you know, it was a lot of distrust with them in the situation, but we also wanted to be smart. So um, we did tweak our knee a little bit, but we were okay with the opponent. We had been training for the opponent and all I wanted to do was give myself some time because tweaking my knee stops me from being able to cut weight or anything like that. It really wasn't the preparation for the fighter. You know, two weeks before, we're ready, we're pretty much ready to go, but we're not on weight. And that's where the focus was. So I said, okay, let's uh, bump this fight back. Same opponent, same everything to, um, to Brazil. And the opponent was, uh, he had, he told me that he, well, he had responded to my, uh, management team that he had been training for me for months and uh he was not willing to move the date and for him to have been training for me for months was news to me because i had recently just received you know an understanding that i'd be fighting him 
So for him to know he had been fighting me for months just gave me even more pause to calls when it came to ACB. Yeah, it seems like that's something that has been common as of late with fighters, you know, from North America or from Europe, I guess, that they have lack of communication, maybe because of the language barrier. <laughs> or purposely. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. You never know, right? Um, <laughs> now, you've been out of competition for about a year now, and you always talk about evolving. How much have you evolved as a fighter in that time? Uh, I've evolved immensely, man. I'm, the last time you guys saw me, I was crawling on my chest and I had a bunch of bunch of legs. Now I'm floating around with a beautiful colors and, you know, I'm, I'm amongst flowers, not the dirt anymore. I'm, I've completely evolved from the fighter that I was. Now, I still have my old ways. Don't get it twisted. I was still born a caterpillar, but, uh, yeah, I'm floating around stinging bitches these days. <laughs> A few months back, you signed a multi-fight deal with Brave. You've competed for major promotions like Bellator and ACB. What attracted you to them? Um, what attracted me to Brave, man, was I was out there in Ireland. While I was coaching. I, I'm, I'm a UFC coach and Bellator coach, and I do a lot of coaching in the MMA world. And being that I was out there, I, I really get to see a lot of how the organizations treat the fighters from a friend slash coach slash, you know, someone not competing perspective. It's all the same, you know, lights, cameras, and actions, except I don't have to weigh in and I don't have to fight or get punched in the face. Um, you know, I'm still hoping we win because I'm still going to get a check. You better believe that. But the whole, you know, risk factor is pretty much thrown out of it. And I get to, I get to see how organizations really treat their athletes. And, man, Brave really impressed me when we were out in Ireland um, the way they, they treated everyone and everything um, uh, pertaining to the event. And, you know, I was appreciative of that. And the fact that they, they fight in places that I'd love to travel to. I don't want to just be an uh, American name. I want to be an international name. I want to be known around the world. I want to be able to hang up my gloves, lock the cage away, and still be able to coach and make money out of, the, you know, my my knowledge of, you know, the things that I've gamed all over the years. I've been fishing for a long time. There's no way after I'm not capable of getting out there on a boat will I not have the talents to still teach people how to fish, you know, and I, I'll get paid for that. Elias, he is the champ. He's riding a six-fight win streak. Going into this fight, do you consider yourself the underdog? Um, Man, that's a hard question. I'm going to say... I wouldn't consider myself the underdog or the favorite, man. It's 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 hard. Um, in my eyes, I do feel like I'm the favorite, right? Um, I haven't fought in a year, so people be like, "Man, you're gonna have some ring rust." He's the champion, so that that also slides in his favor. This is my debut for an organization, slides in his favor. Um, this is my first five round fight, his favor. First championship fight, his favor. First fight for a title with a belt on the line. You know, all those things are in his favor, but, man, uh, it's an away game for me pretty much. I mean, I don't know how far where he's from is from Dubai, but I'm pretty I'm pretty freaking far from, <laughs> from where he's got to go, I believe. And, you know, for the most part, he's on a win streak that is pretty incredible. He's been dominating people with his style and the things that he does. But, man, something about 
the way training camp is gone and the way, you know, my God puts a, a, a certain feeling in my, in my bones about how things will go. I, uh, I just can't, I just can't with all knowledge of knowing what I know, put myself in the uh, underdog seat. I know that uh, I'll be walking away with the belt. I know that we will not need any of the judges they will hire. I know that, you know, they can might as well just go ahead and put that money towards fight of the night for me because we won't be needing the clock. We won't be needing the minutes on the clock. Maybe a couple of the minutes in between the clock. But as far as, like, we're not going to need that, that whole fifth round thing that y'all can go ahead and cancel that thing. I mean, there, there are very few things that we're going to need for this fight. But one thing for sure that we – don't need is the title of a underdog. You mentioned all these intangibles, but when you look pa- at your past track records, both of your guys' track records, your the level of competition. Do you believe your the level of competition you have faced is much higher than his? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I I have not really looked into. The guys that he's faced, I don't, I don't really do the whole uh, MMA math game. He beat that guy, I beat this guy, this guy fought this guy, and I can beat him because those two fought. I, that's that matchups make everything, man. Plus the timing and what people are going through, life, all that. I mean, life happens to pe- hit people at different times, <laughs> and whether you're going through a training camp or you're going through a divorce or you're going through whatever. Sometimes that fight still happens, regardless of what's happening in life. So you can't. You, I really don't look at his opponents and you know give a, give him a grade off of it. And you know sometimes when you're building, it, it, it takes you know some some types of opponents to make you better. Just because you fought a scrub doesn't mean you get gotten didn't get better off of fighting that scrub. You know, so there was something about, you know, maybe the management and you picking the way you picked uh, to, to get the certain fights the way you wanted them. So, yeah, that is, that's how I feel about that. I don't, I don't see it in any other light. Fair enough. You've been a part of many champ camps. You've seen the ins and outs of what happens, the mistakes that are made. Now you are the center of attention with those experiences what have you incorporated to your regimen that has benefited you tremendously? Well, first of all, I, I wouldn't say that I'm, I've been a part of champ camps. I am naturally a champion who does camps. So when I'm camping, it's naturally a champ camp. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, nah, man, what I did, man, was really I just focused on me, man. I didn't try to do too much craziness with mitts or with jujitsu or with this and that i really try to focus on finding out who i was because most people know in the game that i really didn't have an amateur career i fought in all these big organizations but if you want to be honest with ourselves i've been street fighting with wrestling for a long time i've been beating the shit out of people with like straight up street knowledge robbery style with a lot of you know ability to be an ncaa champion but now i actually have techniques holds chokes submissions um, knowledge of the game, ins and outs and feelings and experiences that, you know, you cannot be, you know, garnered in any other way but to get the experience that I've been getting, especially since I've been out for what will be 363 days, 22 hours and 33 minutes since I've stepped into the cage. 
um, that will be exactly my my frame of thought, just to go and be who I am. It really isn't about Elias. I didn't really train for Elias. I trained to be the best Bubba that I can be, man. It's not, you know, I, I see that he's a smiley guy. He's a champion. And, man, when I, when I see him across the cage, it would be the first time that I actually look towards him with animosity and 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 want to 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 hurt because as of right now he just happens to be you know a, a bump on the log uh, when i see him i will deal with him as that i will look no not past him but i will look directly at him but as of you know as far as going into the preparation it wasn't he wasn't the center of my attention it was mostly getting bubba j to being the bubba j that i believe the fans know i can be I like what you just said. You have robbery style. That's like a new style of, you know, like there's like the thug jitsu and all that stuff. So I think robbery style is actually a pretty good name. I like it. <laughs> Straight up. Like I, I, need, I need that bully lunch money. Like it's Taco Tuesday and I told the dude on Monday, he better bring, I told Elias on Monday, he better bring my belt and he better bring my money for my Taco Tuesday. And he playing games. So I, I'm, I'm going to have to rob his ass. I'm going to have to straight take him down and tell him, yo, bro, you promised me Taco Tuesdays. We ain't playing. Other than being the champ for the organization, what other goals do you want to accomplish while fighting for Brave? Man, I want to show people a true light, man. Um, I know that a lot of people have their reasons for fighting, and I know that they have their purposes. But you know, when people see me, I want them to see, you know, the God in me. I want them to truly see, you know, who who I represent, and I know who I am. And I know whom whose I am. So that that's really big to me. You know, I, I I'm a fun character guy. I'm real. You know, you can get a sense of down to earthness about me because I'm not trying to be fake. I'm not trying to put on a persona of who I am. Every now and then, I'll give you a character if you if my if I'm feeling to to give a character or something like that, but it, it's real because that's who I am. Sometimes I, I I am a character. Sometimes I I am a killmonger. Sometimes I am from Wakanda. Sometimes I am, you know, a monster. I am a gorilla. I am a beast. I am what they say that I am. But also, I'm me, and I won't change that for anyone. And I know that the Lord made me who I am. Uh, he is my strength. He teaches my hands for war and he's my fingers for fighting. So I stand on that and I move forward with making that my main purpose in everything that I'm doing. Who do you believe is the best representative of mixed martial arts currently? Other than yourself. Nah, I got to be more humble than that. <laughs> I need better jujitsu before I can even think about putting myself on that category. But uh, I would say the best all around mixed martial artist is Demetrius Johnson. Um, not uh, He got beat by a good friend of mine, Cejudo. I've known Cejudo since we was knee-high to a treehouse, but um, I, I believe Cejudo needs better jiu-jitsu to be all around. Did he win that fight? I believe he did win that fight. I text him immediately, like, yo, you the champ and the new kind of thing. But as far as all around, I've seen I've seen Demetrius strike with the best strikers. I've seen him wrestle with the best wrestlers. I've seen him submit the best jujitsu guys. I've seen him throw judo guys. You know what I mean? I've seen him do all the attributes that that need to be done. I, I mean 
we have to we can't forget that Bones Jones was amazing as he is, but he his boxing is more Muay Thai-ish than it is anything else. Sometimes uh, Mighty Mouse would give you straight street boxing, straight you know HBO boxing, and then sometimes they give you the Muay Thai look with a little bit of knee and a little bit. When Jones gives you what he gives you, it's a it's a certain style to it. There's no it's not mixed. Everything that um, Demetrius is doing is mixed, and I believe um, I'm on that. I'm on that route, man. I'm on the route to being mixed martial artist. Um, I got heavy wrestling. I got heavy punches. I got really good knees and kicks, but I have shown some in some fights, some in some other fights. But have I been able to put it all together and mix it and marshal it? I have not. I am the artist that they want me to be, but I have not mixed the martial. All right, September 21st, Brave 16 co-main event. We'll see Bubba Jenkins chase that title. Thank you for your time, sir. Hey, I'm going to fuck this dude up. (laughs)